Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, and welcome to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on ACAST. I'm Jolie Care, a cleaning expert, advice columnist, and author of the New York Times bestselling book, my boyfriend barfs in my handbag and other things you can't ask Martha. You should send your questions about cleaning or anything else, really, to joliecare at gmail.com. With me is my co-host in residency, John Taylor. Hey, John. Hello. How's your toy? It's cool. It's this little... It had a Kinder Egg, and there's a little, like, plasticky fidget spinner thing in it, and so I'm just enthralled. With some sort of otter and anteater engaged yeah, some in kind of... deviant sexual acts. Okay, let's not go that far. It's it's some kind of sticker-based animal guessing game that you attach to the fidget spinner. You have you have to do that while we're recording. Maybe while I'm answering one of the questions, you can decorate your fidget oh, spinner. Oh, no, that, that's too much work. Um, that's too much work. You guys, um, we have all of this um, Easter candy because I put a call out on Twitter for pancakes and syrup-flavored peeps. And, for some reason. And they, they, they came because... because Maple is the best flavor in all of the lands and all of the seas. Are you secretly Canadian? No. Are I'm you from... openly Canadian? <laughs> I'm from New England, John. So what's the so you're secretly Canadian? Well, the, you know the the they have the maple in the Vermont, you know the that's a thing. Yeah. Okay, but you're not like you're not like Stephen King. Well, he's not. He's from Maine. He's from but... Maine, see, New England. Okay, so see? you're not ah. a f- insert famous Vermonter here. <laughs> No, I'm a famous Bostonian. Anyway, I was really excited about these pancakes and syrups. Peeps, my editor at the New York Times told me about them. I put a call in on Twitter because they're a Kroger exclusive, and we don't have Kroger in our neck of the woods. Nope. And I am now um, drowning in pancakes and syrup peeps. So over in the bonus episode, I'm not going to eat them in the main episode because that would be chewy and annoying for the listeners. Um and uh, so I'm not going to do that to you guys because I love you. But over in the bonus episode, we will try these and Wait, I, 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 the royal weed, John, I was just, say. just me. John objects. Do you object to? I know you object to peeps generally. I, I just object to. Is I like the flavor that's freaking you. Out? I like a little bit. But okay. I like sugary things, but that is such a concentrated blast of sugar. It's mm-hmm. like a fire hose of sucrose. Mm. Um, I do appreciate though that you are trying to entice people to listen or to. Uh, sign up to get the bonus episode so they can hear you chew. Yes. Co- co- come for the chewing um, and stay for the stories about uh, Fisher barfing up rice because we have to talk about that too. We have to talk about my dog yes. vomiting. I got I got it. wasn't. It didn't throw up rice. He threw up his regular food. And then we gave him rice because he had, since he threw up his dinner. We'll, uh, we'll, okay. We'll, 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 get, uh, we'll get into we'll all get of it in the bonus episode. You guys, really, the bonus episodes are where it's at. Chewing and Throwing dog, up dog and... vomit. Uh, so before we get into today's episode, we do want to remind you that we offer bonus episodes and all sorts of other cool rewards to our premium subscribers. If you would like to help underwrite our show and hear us chew, uh, by becoming an Ask a Clean Person, the podcast patron, go to patreon.com slash ask a clean person to help support us. I should be able to say that by now. Yeah, I thought you would have it like memorized. I... Or like tattooed somewhere on yourself like the dude in Memento. You know what's weird is that I actually like, I have to read the intro every single time off of a script. Like I do not have it memorized. You would think, not only do I say it every week, I listen to it back every week when I do the edits. But no. There's, there's room for more important things in your brain. Indeed. You know what's more important? Uh, I'm going to say vacuums because yes. it feels like a very <laughs> obvious prompt. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you guys. Um, It is April, which means we are in the throes of Wash What Happens, the annual spring cleaning extravaganza we do here on Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Uh, in today's episode, we are going to do a deep dive into deep cleaning the floors, which is a subject that is near and dear to John's heart. Uh, I think actually we today are going to have cause to have you talk about Windex. Oh, finally. We, we may not. I think that we're going to end up going pretty long on vacuum stuff. And so we're going to see if we get into any of the like hardwood stuff beyond vacuuming um we may have to just save that for another episode but 
I think I think we'll be able to get it in there a little bit. Fraser. Um we also have a very exciting toy in the studio in addition to John's uh Kinder fidget spinner. I thought you were just saying in addition to me. <laughs> and and John, John is also a very fun toy. Um we have um the Dyson mattress back that I talked about. I think it was last week in the bonus episode when Linz was here. Yes, I think um, so. that I mentioned this thing to you guys. Um so you can hear me like rustling around cuz I'm taking it out. I brought it in because I'm going to hand it off to John. Well, first of all, because I did, I vacuumed the upholstered chairs. This canister was empty when I started, and John can, like, give you Goodness a little God. description of what's in there now that I pulled out of two chairs it at the It looks like office. the surface of the moon. <laughs> it's pretty gnarly. Um, everyone Good was God. a little freaked out when they saw what came out of the chairs. This was out. This was here? The chairs here? Yeah, this was the chairs here. Well, I'm never sitting down uh, on those chairs again. <laughs> well, you can sit on them now. They're clean. Um, they do still have stains on them, so we're thinking about maybe getting um an upholstery cleaner so that I can see what like kind of dirty cleaning solution we suck out of that out of those chairs because I bet it's gonna be really really gross. Anyway, I brought the mattress back to do those chairs, but also to hand off to you so that you can do your upholstered furniture and see how much fisher you get out. Oh, that'll be fun. Right. Thank you. I figured that would be fun, and there are all kinds of like attachments and all this stuff. Um, I have to say that the um the box says like in big letters at the top powerful suction to remove allergens from your mattress and like i have been laughing like a schoolboy all day over powerful suction i'm gonna make it really doesn't take a lot does it (laughs) i'm a very simple creature john (laughs) um Anyway, it's it is quite powerful. It's fun. I I, I can attest because figured... we we have a we have a you know this we have a Dyson. <laughs> I thought that people might want to hear it. Yes, I too <laughs> thought they might want to hear. Because this is a podcast for people who want, who sit there and think to themselves, you know what I need right now is just the sound of a vacuum at full tilt in my ears. It's also very attractive. It is. Well, you know this that we have Lindsay and I have a Dyson. The uh, you have the stick back. The stick back. Yeah, yeah. The same the one that I have. Which yeah. is a life saving tool in a household with pets and with people with long hair because it collects everything and there are never any tangles. The thing is easy to empty. You yeah. can Run it for, and in a, like we live in an apartment that you know it's a one bedroom. It's a decent size, but it's you know, by no means huge. You can clean the entire apartment on one charge and not have to, yeah. you know, go back for more, which is great. Yeah, it's got the little attachments for stuff. So yeah. I'm a, and I'm you a, use the attachments, right? Yeah, well, yeah. we use we okay. use them all. We're so. gonna definitely talk about that today, um, which is good. And I actually like, you know, I kind of picked this episode on purpose or this topic for this episode on purpose because I knew that um, you ha- one that you have that same Dyson I have, and so we can talk about that. Um, I also know you just got a robot. We're going to talk a lot about robot vacuums today. Oh, that's good because I... Because also I know yes. you kind of had a... You, well, the the issue yeah. with the robot was something... Uh, it just seems like it was malfunctioning, which reminds me I need to return the robot. Because I'm rapidly approaching the date by which I must return it. Okay, or else well, they we're going to make sure you get card. that done. Um, all right. So let's... Um, let me have you read this first question okay. from Caitlin. Caitlin. Um, this is a big question. It's got a lot of... Um, sort of parts to it. So we're basically going to devote the first segment to just this question. And we're going to talk about like vacuum recommendations, best practices for using your vacuum, how to deep clean a vacuum. Someone on Twitter today was like, I am so excited to hear Jolie talk about deep cleaning a vacuum. And I was like, that makes two of us. Your community of fetishists. <laughs> it's very weird. You're part of it, John. I mean, you keep saying this, but like you are one of us. Until I start getting questions directed to me talking about or asking me how much I enjoy whatever cleaning thing so you have you have a whole shared community and history and i yeah, you're part of i am but a tourist at the moment yeah caitlin writes hi jolie hi. i just discovered your podcast and i'm working my way through the archives mainly while cleaning well that's Perfect. just smart i decided that i'm basically a magical cleaning sprite for getting week old blueberry juice out of a white canvas bag the pie was upside down inside the bag with white vinegar and boiling water all right i have to say i left this part you guys know i usually take the accolade out accolades out although I, as you know, I've been leaving them in because I had such a bad like summer and fall that I was like, I need praise. Uh, <laughs> so I've, I've uh, I started leaving them. In. But I left that in specifically because I want to remind you guys, no purse food. Just say no to purse food. Okay, continue. How nice. many people do you get? You know what? I don't All the time. Want... All the time. All the time. Lindsay's, a, Lindsay's my former boss. I got a panicked email he had spilled kimchi in his like NPR oh, tote bag, and I was like, "No, oh. throw the thing away. I, you throw it away. Throw him away." That either the better answer. Uh, it's reassuring and refreshing that you are so incredibly non-judgmental about cleaning habits and offer solutions that work for everyone. So thanks for that. You're 
welcome. All that being said, I am not great about keeping up with routine daily slash weekly chores, and the absolute worst is vacuuming. I live in a cold place where the city uses grit instead of salt in the winter, so we don't have salt stains, but there is so much, so much in all caps, sand and pebbles just everywhere from November to May, and it's so (laughs) annoying. Our current vacuum is terrible. It doesn't have very good suction power, and it spits stuff out the back. (laughs) It's like the worst vacuum in the world. like, surprise, here's your dirt back. (laughs) Even worse, when I pick it up off the floor, dirt falls out the bottom. What what is this vacuum? She's tell us. She's gonna tell us. It's an Electrolux One Go Lithium, and it wasn't expensive. Well, that kind of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't know how to choose a better vacuum that's also affordable for two young professionals. Have you done a full episode on vacuums? Well, you have now. <laughs> what kind of specs should Here someone look for in a good vacuum? If you haven't already covered it, I'd also really appreciate some basic vacuuming techniques. How often should you clean the filter? How to get all the tight spots, etc. Phrasing. Thanks so much for being my cleaning inspiration and for your awesome personality. Best, Kate. Well, you're very welcome for my awesome personality. I'm sure many, many people would disagree with that description of me. Um, All right. So we are going to do a big vacuum episode. This question was like the perfect, perfect, perfect question for it. I will say I have done a vacuum episode a hundred years ago, way, way, way back in the first iteration of the show. Um, I had Liam McCabe from The Wirecutter on as my guest. Liam McCabe wrote the vacuum guide for the wire cutter. He is like the vacuum guru. Um, A lot of the information I'm going to give you today about choosing a vacuum comes out of the wire cutters guide. Um, And I am going to very, very, very strongly suggest that if you are in the market for a new vacuum cleaner, that before you make any kind of decisions, one, you listen to this episode and two, go to the wirecutter.com put vacuum into the search bar, you are going to pull up a whole host of articles that they've done about vacuums um, from guides to specific models, everything from robot vacs to stick vacs to handhelds to they have a huge, huge guide called What Vacuum Should I Buy? That guide, the What Vacuum Should I Buy guide is incredible. It's basically going to break down for you guys all of the differences in the different styles of vacuums that you can get. It's going to also offer product recommendations in those categories at different price points too. So if you decide that a canister vac is the way for you to go after reading that guide, you can choose their you know top canister pick, which is a pretty expensive, like a $600 number, or they will have a budget pick in that same category. The same is true for stick vacuums. The same is true for robot vacs, all of that kind of stuff. So it's a really, really great resource. Um, I love the wire cutter. I have loved them since they started that site. Um, Brian Lamb and I go way back. Um, now, I think, as you guys know, it's owned by the New York Times. Um, and so that means that because I now write about cleaning for the New York Times, I get to work a lot with the wire cutter people in terms of um, popping their recommendations into the work that I do. And it's great. I really, really believe in them. But I also kind of want to like, disclose the nature of that relationship so that people don't think it's like weird that I'm like pimping out the wire cutter but I but I would pimp out the wire cutter even if we weren't working together anymore um I just like love 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 it so now that you've okay. told everyone where to get all the vacuum and rec- vacuum recommendations we're done recording and we can just go say eat thank peeps. you for listening to the vacuum episode <laughs> let's go eat some peeps um okay so um when you're thinking about how to pick a vacuum um definitely start with the wire cutters which vacuum Um, should I get guide? It's going to help you figure out what style is best for your needs. And when we talk about your needs, everybody's house is, look, vacuums are vacuums. Like, and, and for the most part, they all suck. We (laughs) thank you. Um, except for the, uh, mattress vac, which is powerful suction. Um, you're really obsessed with it. I'm so obsessed with it. Powerful suction. Come on. It's me. It is funny. It is. I will give you that. (laughs) Um, so we all have, kind of similar issues around what we need to vacuum up, right? It's hair, whether it's human hair or pet hair, we pretty much, I mean, unless you're a bald man who lives alone, you probably are going to have hair issues. Even if you are bald. Well, yeah, you have body hair. You have alopecia. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Um, There's always going to be like, you know, dirt and grit and that kind of stuff. Um, But 
there are differences in terms of some people have a lot more hair they have to deal with, like poor John. Mm. Um, My life is hell. Your life is hell. But, I mean, you have a beautiful girl and a beautiful dog. So, All of, both of whom shed. Like crazy. Like crazy. Like crazy. Mm. Lindsay sent me a photo of your um, Dyson vacuum canister after she had vacuumed up one day worth of Fisher. And it was like there was a whole Fisher inside mm. the canister. And that's every day. Sometimes yeah. that's twice a it day. It was amazing. I loved it. Um, so, so you know, pets and, like, and you know, long hair are issues that people have. Um, obviously, we have, in this case, um, our letter writer has a lot of sort of grit and gravel that comes in because of the nature of where she lives and how, um, what the, the type of snow melt that's being used. Um, other things that you want to take into consideration are... Do you have a lot of stairs in your house or do you live on a single level? Like John and I both live in a single level. We live in we have apartment dwellers. And so we have a single level. We don't have stairs we have to worry about. Mm. Um, in addition to the, the pet thing, kids also are another one you want to take into consideration. Like, do you have a lot of Cheerios that you got to vacuum up all the time? Or Legos. Or Legos. Um, and then there are, there are the environmental concerns. Like if you um, live in Georgia, you might have a lot of red clay in your house. <laughs> Now remember the red clay. No, I was John? about to say, oh. why is this coming up again? <laughs> because I'm trying to, I'm trolling you with the red clay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go back to my fidget spinning. So yeah, I know. <laughs> you really love that thing. Um, okay, so one thing to mention for this specific letter writer um, is that in her case, I actually would say she might do better off with sweeping regularly um, and using just like a handheld to to get up the grit after she swept it into a little pile. Um, the reason that I say that is that she's having a problem. First of all, look, the vacuum she has is just not a good vacuum. It's nope. It's just it's not doing its job anymore. It's literally spitting the dirt back out onto her floor. I like that it's the vacuum. <laughs> it's it's almost like the vacuum knows it's so obsolete that it needs to keep creating work so that it can't be gotten rid of. Um so she's got to get a new one. Um but also even when she does, she may find that for like her specific needs that sweeping um and using a handheld work better for her but what i would also say is that it sounds like she's not using the right attachments for the debris that's collecting in her home she's using a bristle brush attachment and the gravel and all of that sand and all that stuff is just getting stuck into the bristles and that's part of the reason why it's coming out and getting stuck in the bristles if she switched to a different attachment maybe a hose attachment that's unobstructed and a little better for picking up slightly larger things she might do better with it so once she goes and gets her new vacuum that's not going to spit stuff back out um she probably will also want to take a look at the attachments that come with it and make sure that she's using the right one and and a lot of that might just actually be even trial and error to see which ones work best um really generally speaking if you find that stuff is getting stuck in an attachment just try using another one and see what happens there are a couple of places where you definitely want to be moving away from the bristle type attachments. That's for stuff like glitter, uh, pine needles, and hair. Now, the reason for the hair thing is that hair oftentimes, especially long hair, can wind itself around a roller bar or beater bar if you've got one with those. So if you're noticing that there's hair kind of like constantly building up in one attachment, try using a different attachment because that may just solve the problem. I do like that you said glitter because it just <coughs> it just suggests to me perfectly this is a common problem you have in your household is glitter cleanup. It is actually um, in my in my house yes because you know I'm a glitter girl um, but also I mention it because a couple um, a couple days ago I was on a podcast called the Serpent Pod that you guys should all check out. Um, it's like uh, that was your favorite thing uh, astrology and mm. and magic and witchcraft. Excellent. Um, did My, you talk about Mercury being in retrograde? We did, actually. Well, yes, we did. did. Uh, <laughs> um, but we talked a lot about cleaning up um, kind of witchy messes. Um, <laughs> and John, I'm a witch. You have to be nice. Respect my religion. Um, I one of the um, one of the hosts asked me specifically about glitter because she has like she does a lot of uh, glitter work in her in her candle rituals. So. Um, but like really, I mean, glitter comes up a lot. Like if you have kids, if you've arts and crafts, if you're Jolie Care, glitter is a thing. I just want to note the phrases, witchy mess, <laughs> glitter work, candle ritual, 
Witchy mess, I mean, witchy mess just in my mind is just the cauldron doth bubble it over too much. I, I actually was, like, thinking after the episode, I was like, I really want to pitch, like, a column on, like, Ask a Clean Witch, like, cleaning up all kinds of witchy problems. Too many eyes of newt everywhere. <laughs> yeah. How do I make my eye of newt collection Pinterest worthy? I keep burning the children I'm cooking for dinner. I guess that's not a clean Don't do issue. that while I'm taking a sip out of my big gulp. It's not really a sip if it's a big gulp, isn't it? It's a gulp. Because it's... <laughs> It's actually not even a, a big gulp. It's just a regular it's just gulp. A, it's, just, it's, it's just, just a, a gulp. gulp. <laughs> One gulp, please. <laughs> I do. I have to walk because I'm, I'm trying to, for health, I'm trying to get the smaller ones. Uh, instead of the big gulp, I'm just getting the gulp. And it's really awkward to walk in every day and be like, can I get a gulp? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going too far afield. I got to talk about vacuums. Um, okay, so that, that little spiel that I just gave you guys about the attachments, those are my best practices. Those are my tips and tricks for being a better vacuumer is to use your attachments. Your attachments are also going to let you use your machine to do things beyond just getting the main part of the floor clean. Like it's going to let attachments are going to let you get into corners. They're going to let you get into windowsills. Ooh. Ooh, John just lit up. I, I Lindsay's use, gonna I come use, home and you're going to be vacuuming all kinds of weird shit. No, I use the hose <laughs> attachment for our Dyson on windowsills everywhere. I am still cleaning up pine needles from our Christmas tree, and we threw that out three months ago. Yeah, because those things are just pine needles are insidious. And I've done holiday episodes where I talk a lot about pine needle cleanup. So if you if you need to go back and revisit that, I, I, I'm I'm like fishing around in this box yeah. because I want to show you one attachment that I want to make sure you're using John are you using this one yes. often okay good so this is the cre- this is the crevice attachment well you actually um, use that one a lot too for hair because yes. Fisher's hair tends to tumbleweed yeah so it's just a lot easier in spots like uh like in corners in corners yeah. or under an end table or you know because our apartment's got a it's a New York apartment, so it has three times as much stuff as it needs. Yeah, of course. Um, so there's just areas where the vacuum isn't easy to get into or we'd have to move furniture around. So it's just easier just, you know, hands and knees or occasionally just bend over, zip it up. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good. So we love that thing. Good. All right. See, now, now you guys know why John is here. Um, My vacuum right. fetish. So that's right. Wait, no, hold on. That's a real... <laughs> no, hold on. That is a that's real, a real fetish, thing. too. That is a Not real Not what fetish. I'm talking about. That is, and also, I've done a fetish episode. I've like I've legit. I'm surprised you haven't done more of them. They all they're all they're all episodes. to some yeah. degree. Every single one. Every episode um, of this is a rule thirty four in the making. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Let's talk about the basic styles of vacuums that you can find. I have a distinct POV in terms of what I personally like, but that is not going to be the right thing for everybody. Um. So here are your basic styles that you're going to find. Uh. The first is the upright, bagged or bagless. These are going to be the best choice for most people. Um, in fact, the bagless upright is actually really going to be the best choice for most people, especially if you have a pet, especially, especially if you have a pet who, like Fisher, is particularly hairy. Mm. The problem with bagged models uh, is that you will have to replace the bags fairly often and that can become expensive. Well, so, when, you, when you say bag model, you mean like the kind like you see in shows that are set in the 50s and mm-hmm. 60s? Yep. They still make those? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have to go back to the 50s and 60s to get them? No, actually, you don't. They're not as popular anymore because the the bagless are, you know, they have, easier. they're easier. Yeah. I also feel um, like those bag vacuums probably make a ton of noise. They they do and they don't. I don't think that the it's I don't think it's so much the bag that has to do with the noise. It's the, it's the size of the motor, really. Right. Um, but anyway. But bagged ones are still out there. Um. There is like a whole thing in that wire cutter article that I talked about about the difference and pros and cons of bags and bagless. But basically, bagless, bagless upright is going to be the one that most people are going to want to get. Um, the next popular kind are the canister vacs. Those are the ones that like they kind of they kind of look like a dog with like a very long neck um, that you like pull along. Um, I don't know how you walk your dog. The- <laughs> like the neck is like the leash, maybe I don't know. No, John. Are you, so, are you talking about those weirdo looking ones? that's just like a tube on wheels that you yeah. just drag about. Yeah, it looks also like a dog from with like a, the fifties and sixties. Yeah, it looks like a dog with a really long neck. It's more like a brontosaurus. Okay, or a brontosaurus. So what kind of um. dog has a neck that long? <laughs> I said I didn't say like a specific dog. I said a dog with a really long neck. What kind of weirdo shelters have you been to? <laughs> oh no, leave me alone, John. Be nice to you. Jolie. Invited me on this. <laughs> um. Okay canisters are actually the best vacuums but they also tend to be the most expensive 
I will say that I also personally find them to be cumbersome to use. I find that dragging the dog with a long neck behind me. <laughs> well, now I'm going to keep saying it. I know. I, I don't know why I invited this. <laughs> need to keep my thoughts to myself (laughs) yes give me the silent treatment that's excellent co-hosting um um yeah i find them particularly cumbersome i think that um if you have especially i know a lot of people who have stairs like them because you can kind of like pick them up i i find them very difficult to use on stairs but they are the best in terms of the fact that they are the most powerful they're definitely the most powerful vacuum that you can get um the next model, and this is the one where, you know, my distinct POV comes in. This is what I have. This is what I love, um, are the cordless backs. So I have a cordless stick Dyson. John has the same one. We both love, love, love them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we live in smaller homes. Yep. We have mostly hardwood. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the big drawbacks of the cordless is that they will not get as deep into carpeting um in no, terms of- they really they're not we have a like the only carpeting slash rug we have in our apartment is a small entryway rug that fisher's hair is basically turned white yeah and no no amount of passing over that thing with the dyson will get the hair out yeah. i need to use the crevice attachment and basically just like m- like bury it in there to get the hairs out. And even then i've most i've mostly just given up yeah. so <clears throat> so i have great. a i have a similar kind of thing where i only have like a really small like I don't know, maybe like four by four area rug um, in my little dining nook. And I mean, I vacuum this thing every day with my little Dyson because I, I see everything um, and it's and it's black. So now that I'm now that I'm blonde, I see like my blonde hair on it all the time. So I vacuum it every day. And I mean, it gets passively clean with that. But today when I had the mattress back out, I actually used the mattress back on it and it pulled up like so much like just like new york grime that the daily vacuuming with the regular dyson wasn't pulling up new york grime is a very specific thing too because it's just this very gross combination of street refuse and yeah just snow that refuses to melt yeah that was kind of what it looked like actually and then i and then i cleaned out the i cleaned out the canister for you um so i'm not handing off my own debris but i'm handing off Acast debris because we did the chairs um, cross we're just cross germinating here that's right um okay so the the cordless ones they they do clean less well but they are so easy to use and to my mind the most effective vacuum is actually the one that you use so if getting a cordless that's lightweight is going to make you use it more often than um a canister or upright style that you have to like lug out of the closet and then plug in and then like running it as a pain in the ass and all that shit and you're not actually going to use the thing get the vacuum that's less powerful that you're going to use more often i just the thing i like about the cordless too is that if i see a like because i I vacuum every day but every now and then tumbleweeds of hair will collect because that's just the nature of it yeah and maybe i don't feel like running the vacuum all the way again because most of the place is relatively clean but if i do see those things i can just run over grab my cordless put on the crevice attachment go get them and in 3 seconds i've i've cleaned up enough that i my massive obsessive compulsive disorder has been satiated <laughs> so i will say they're great for that because you can just do things Fast. in the in the blink of an eye right exactly and it's, it's just not over. it's not a chore it's just like a it's like grabbing a paper towel and wiping up a spill which i do constantly right of course but like but it's but that's the point it it makes vacuuming as easy as wiping up a spill with a paper it really towel. does especially because i mean they, they do charge up pretty fast too they do charge fast they do so charge fast. it's not like you're set waiting there for hours i think it's usually half an hour to an hour it's back to full charge yeah so yeah and the char and the charge on the dysons i think is 20 less for 20 i've, I've gotten as, i've gotten longer the nice thing is too i've gotten it so usually with the dyson when you when you run it there's a blue light and a little ring on the back that'll tell you if it's full glow it's it's the the battery's fully charged if it starts blinking that means the battery's running out there are times when I've run the the stick attachment, gotten to the blinking point, switched attachments, and gotten another full fifteen to twenty minutes out of it because that just uses less if you're just you know only spot cleaning at that Makes point. Makes sense. Yeah. So you can even, in that sense, double your your right. vacuuming fun. <laughs> Get twice the suck. <laughs> Sorry, I had to put it in terms that you would <laughs> Thank you. appreciate. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, okay, so let's talk about deep cleaning a vacuum. I have to say that this is going to be 
less comprehensive than maybe most of you guys are going to want it to be because the way that you clean a vacuum depends very much on the style of vacuum. And I think it would make for kind of a boring episode if I like went through deep cleaning instructions for every single style. So here's what I'm going to say to you guys. Go, if you, you know what vacuum you have, go Google your vacuum model number and just check out the manufacturer instructions for care and maintenance that are on the website. It's really, really simple to do. It's a smart thing to do also. Um, you don't want to make a mistake with cleaning your vacuum that like voids a warranty. Um, so or that, that just ruins it. Right. <laughs> um, but like there are some basic things I can tell you guys that, that will be fairly universal. Um, so first of all, um, empty the canister or the bag more often than you think you need to. Now, I will say I, I am guilty of not emptying my canisters as much as I should, especially with my Roomba, which mm. we're going to talk about in the second segment. Um, cause you guys know I have things to say about that Roomba. Um, do you but, have like a personal feud with a Roomba? Oh, my Roomba is evil. Oh, my Roomba is evil. Oh, oh we're, okay. we're well, going to get this into is, this. This will be fun. This will yeah. be fun. Um, and, um, so with a Roomba, I am not particularly great. Cause I, it, it's also easier with a Dyson. Like you can actually see that the chamber is super full cause it's clear. Um, with the Roomba, like I forget how full it gets and then it like starts mouthing off to me and it like, it talks back in the middle of the night and blah, 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 blah. so yeah, generally speaking with your, all of your different kinds of vacuum, whether it's a robot vac or a cordless or a canister and upright, empty it more often than you need. Um, the filter does need to be clean. Again, you should check your specific manufacturer instructions for how to clean your filter. But generally speaking, the filters can be cleaned with just like hot soapy water, like a dish. That's really all it needs. The big thing with the filter is after you've cleaned it, you want it to be fully, 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 fully dry before you put it back into your machine. Um, the other thing you want to take into consideration is that the exterior... Um, and the interior of bagless canisters um, and the uprights, bagless upright canister and cordless sticks. A little worried that you did a stroke. Yeah, I know. I, I, I was like, am I having a stroke? What did I just do? Tell I me just... if you can smell toast. <laughs> just mashed up all of those words. Um, for all of those, you probably also are going to want to clean the interior. That can be done, honestly, with just... A paper towel or a rag with a little bit of all-purpose cleaner, like, you know, your Fantastic, your 409. Not a lot. You don't want to spray cleaner directly into any of the components or parts. Um, you want to put it onto a paper towel or a rag and then wipe clean. Um, this is not a difficult job, but it is quite grimy. So I would suggest a couple of things if you're going to deep clean your vacuum. First of all, if you have an outdoor space that you can work in, go outdoors because there's going to be vacuum dust everywhere. Definitely wear work clothes because you are going to get covered in whatever is coming out of your vacuum. Um, you might want to wear gloves uh, just because it's dirty um, and it'll like get all under your fingernails and muck up your manicure. Nobody wants that. Um if you are going to work indoors, I would say just disassemble the whole thing, sit down on your floor, get comfortable and, and clean away. It's just, it's one of those just like weird jobs. Like I really find like just getting right down on my floor, disassembling all the parts, wiping everything down, little all-purpose cleaner, rags, paper towels, whatever, you know. It sounds like masturbation prep. <laughs> Get all these I don't know how you prep for masturbation. Also with industrial <laughs> my, cleaner and work just, clothing. Mine does not involve getting down on the floor with all-purpose cleaner. I'm, a, I'm actually surprised it doesn't. <laughs> Maybe it should. I don't know. I'll get back to you on that one. I'll do some experimenting. Um, okay, so that's basically it. Like, it's you know, it's a very straightforward job. It's it's messy and grimy and dirty. It's pretty satisfying. Um, and that's, that's mostly what I have to say about deep cleaning the vacuum. Oh, one other thing about deep cleaning the vacuum is that you actually do want to pay some attention to cleaning the attachments, especially those bristles. Um, you know, again, you can just kind of go over paper towels, might get shredded, like just a, just a slightly damp rag. Um, just kind of going over the bristles a bunch of times is going to, is going to clean them up and get all like kind of dust and debris and hair and grime. Rime. Yeah. It's good. It's grimy. I mean, you'll be. 
you'll be pretty surprised at how grimy it is. Um, and it's good. You know, the thing is also, it's good to do it because especially if you use attachments on the floor that you also want to use on your furniture, like you'd be just transferring like dirt onto your upholstery and you, you don't really, you don't really want to be doing that. Um, so on that note, this is a good time for us to take a quick break. John and I will be right back with more about your floor care. This is Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Jolie Kerr, and I'm joined by co-host and residency, John Taylor. We've been talking about spring cleaning with a focus on the floor and... And vacuums. Masturbation And masturbation techniques. Not not technique. (laughs) Preparation. Prep. Sorry. Technique technique is just friction. It just depends... Technique is powerful suction. Yeah. Um... (laughs) I had the solvent running joke. You have powerful suction. I'm really very excited about powerful suction. One of my friends was making a joke about James Dyson on Twitter this morning. I was like, the first thing I saw when I woke up this morning, I'm like, I, excuse me, can we not make fun of James Dyson? You know, sully his good name. <laughs> Leave James Dyson out of it. James Dyson has powerful suction, my friend. Um, all right. We have to talk about robots. Actually, this is good. This is going to be good because okay. I know you have thoughts. I have, I do have some thoughts, and I have thoughts, and like you already think I'm completely fucking nuts. You are gonna think I am off the fucking wall when you hear about me and my robot back. Okay, so well, let's... I'm have you read this question from Anne. Anne. Also, you know, last week I was so good about getting all questions from guys. This week I got all questions from women. Uh, like, the oh, gender imbalance shit. strikes shit. again. Well, no, I was actually kind of surprised because, like, usually, um, not to be like crazy gender essentialist about this, but like men like the the machines. Right, and vacuums are machi- We do like machines. Machines, yeah. Um, Come so. back to this podcast for more hard-hitting analysis, <laughs> such as vacuums are machines. <laughs> well, I inc- Col- I inc- Col- Columbia must be so proud of us. That it's the two intellectual giants over here. They're going to take away my li- my. Uh, like, I almost said my license. I don't have... <laughs> They're going to take I'm... it away for that. Now I'm never going to get to turn them down for a commencement speech. Don't worry, when I go back up in the fall to do my presentation to the first year, I'll bring you with me. Oh, that'll be fun. They can just they can see just how quickly uh, I am reduced to <laughs> They're only like, don't shouldn't like shouldn't you be somewhere for a job? And I'll be like, What job are you <laughs> talking about? This is my job. You know what time when you're at graduating? <laughs> Anne. All right. Anne yeah. asks. Hi Jolie. I am a fan and I'm trying to binge listen to all your podcasts. Well, house cleaning, of course. What else? How many how many episodes would that be? We're on, this is episode 112. Oh, dear God. Yeah. That's, I don't recommend that, Anne. Thus. I, that's a lot of Joel. That's a lot. That's a lot of podcast. Yeah. All right. Thus, I'm wondering if you've ever covered robot vacuums in the podcast. I realize a robot might be antithetical, and, oh God, I hate that word, to the intentionality and intelligence of your mission. Well, this is, this is a lot of grid work, good words here. But they could also, oh, crap, your, your, your thing fell asleep. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not locked. It's just, um. Did it? Oh. You just have to slide. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, but they could also be a useful tool. What say you? Thanks for existing, Anne S. Oh, you have some very I, nice people. John, John can't work a tablet, and I can't work a chair. I'm I know like... how to use a tablet. <laughs> <laughs> My chair is like running into this like plug on the floor. I couldn't, couldn't pull up to the mic. All right. Well, Anne wants to know about... Um, oh, I have the nicest, the nicest listeners. She so wants nice. to know about the evil robot vacuums that will be leading the charge against us when Skynet comes online. Yeah. That's exactly what's going to happen. Let me start by telling John 
and the rest of you about my evil robot back. Let me get, let me get settled in here. I have a Roomba. <clears throat> it was um, disclosure time. It was a it was a freebie from iRobot when I left Deadspin in 2015. My farewell post was about uh, was answering a question from someone who came home to find that their Roomba had vacuumed dog shit all over their house. <laughs> God, the future is just horrible. These aren't problems our like ancestors had. No, no. Like granted, they're... oh my God, wait. Speaking of our ancestors, I was dusting the other morning. And I all of a sudden could hear your voice in my head being like, like the little British chambermaid voice that you did. That's not a good sign if you're hearing my voice <laughs> no, in your I head know. at random like, moments. I was like, oh my God, for like now until the end of time, I'm not going to be able to dust without hearing John as an English chambermaid. <laughs> Again, this is the weirdest fetish <laughs> podcast. You're the one who was doing the English I, chambermaid. Aware, and... like, you're the one who was doing the... The, the role play. <laughs> that is true. I can't really. But I will say our ancestors had to worry about things like dying at 35. Yeah. But they did not have to worry about the tiny robot vacuum that lived in their house spreading dog shit everywhere. Right. So exactly. Basically balanced. Yeah. Out. Um, so anyway, so that that was that was like that was my my farewell post, because if you're leaving Deadspin and you're the cleaning expert, you got to talk about dog shit. that's the that's the question you go out on. Um. And so the Roomba people actually like like loved the column and they got in touch with me and they were like, you know, and and it is and, you know, they don't they they don't deny this at all. That is actually not an uncommon problem. Um, And when I talk about the pros and cons of robot vacuums, that is one of them. Um, So anyway, so I so I get this Roomba and it's like a super souped up model. It's like it's like the 960. Um, It's way more vacuum than I need in my tiny little house. And they also told me that. but they were like, it's the newest one and we want to send it to you. And like, it's got all the bells and whistles and you can like run it via app and blah, 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 blah. So I have this thing. And frankly, it is, <clears throat> you know, in fairness to this Roomba, um, it is too much vacuum for my space. And my space is because it's a tiny, weird kind of like cut up New York apartment. There are a lot of weird little angles and corners and stuff that, you know, a robot vac just isn't really designed to get into nooks and crannies the way that like our little our little stick dice in this um so i want to i want to be fair and say all of that but then let me also tell you about the vacuum itself the vacuum has a foot fetish it comes from my toes wherever i am in the apartment like this thing will follow me around it will go back over places it has vacuumed six times just to get to my feet and i will say i have very cute feet i don't blame it but it's weird. It's a little weird. And I would like for it not to come from my feet. If it's going to do that, it should at least be paying you like 50 or 100 <laughs> bucks every time. Or whatever the going rate is. So it got to the point where it was so bad that I would like, I would like turn the vacuum on. I would like get all ready to go to the gym. I'd put my sneakers on. I'd get my bag ready. I'd put it by the front door. I'd go and get Christine out from under. Christine also lives under my under a chair. That's where his little dot, yeah, his name He's a boy, and his name is Christine. I'm going to get to that. You've in named a, your vacuum. All the vacuums have names. Okay. Actually, you know what? The um, the mattress vac doesn't have a name yet. I'm realizing, so we're going to have to name it at some point. That'll be that'll be part of this arc that we have. Um. So Christine's docking station is under a chair. Um. So I would like get all ready, like leave my bag by the front door, run over to Christine, push the on button, and like sprint out the door so that Christine couldn't get to my feet. Okay, then. Craziness. Good. So because the vacuum and I developed this contentious, slightly sexual relationship, um, I ended up naming it Christine after the Stephen King novel because (laughs) because it's like an evil car. And the and the Roomba is like, you know, I don't drive. Um, So the Roomba is like my vehicle. And so I named it Christine. So the, the, the Roomba's name is Christine and Christine has flair. Um, he has a, he has a sticker with his name on it and like a spooky Stephen King font that a friend of mine made for me and sent to me that's like on it. And then it has, um, Christine also has an ACAST sticker on him because against my cars, they're, they're bumper stickers. Um, and then it has a Jalopnik sticker because I mean, if, if it's a car, it's a car and I write a, 
cleaning column for a car site. And so anyway, so that's so that's Christine. Um, okay, let me talk about general robot stuff, like what I think you guys should know. Um, so th- that's my those are my personal feelings based on my personal experience with this evil robot vacuum. The but one, that is the one possessed by the spirit of a creepy old businessman. Yes. Okay. Um, but but that is not necessarily going to be everybody's experience. So there are there are a few ta- few things to know about it. Um, the first thing that is really great about robots is that they are very easy to run even when you're not in the house. And even if you're not like me, like turning it on and then sprinting out of the house, most of them now are controlled by app. You can literally turn it on. You can be sitting in the office sitting down at the movie, sitting down for a baseball game, like anything, and you can like run your vacuum. So um, if you run your robot vacuum three to four times a week, that might sound like a lot, but it's no effort on your part because you're just hitting a button, maybe even just on your phone and turning it on and running it. And that's really ideal. I think one of the things about vacuuming is that people just aren't really doing it as often as they should. And I can't tell you exactly how many times to vacuum because I don't know what your situation is. I don't know if you're like John and you have a dog that sheds like a a full dog dog every day. He basically sheds Um, all of his hair and then regrows it at night. It is amazing that he has hair. It's like he's a character out of a Spanish magical realism novel. (laughs) It's like Marquez dog. All his hair falls out, then he regrows it when he thinks about his grandmother. Fisher has such a rich inner life. Um, so yeah, so like you might have a super, super hairy dog. You might live in Georgia and have a lot of red clay. <laughs> John's about to run out of the studio. Where did the, I, <laughs> the worst thing is because my memory is functionally that of a goldfish. I can't even remember the exact <laughs> provenance of the whole red clay. Thing. Because I was talking about crud cutter yeah, and how they have is. the, the sports stain remover, but they have a separate formula for red clay. Right. And, and I, was... I wanted you to go find the, a baseball player from Georgia. Okay. Well, if, Clint Frazier's on the disabled list right now with a concussion. So he's got plenty once, of time that he, Yankees, can come, he can come on the show. Once the Yankees call him up, I will ask him, Cliff, what is your what is your life situation dealing like with Red Clay? And then he will never speak to me again. Okay, great. It's going to make for a great story. All right. Well, yeah. you were saying about um, life situations and variant <laughs> levels of filthiness. Right. So you might have a lot of Red Clay in your home. You might live in an old... Um, an old apartment or house that doesn't have particularly well-sealed windows and doors, which means you have a lot more dust and grime than someone who lives in a brand new apartment in New York City that's completely sealed and new construction and all that. So I can't really tell you how often. And also, you might have like seven people in your house or you might be like me and it's one person and five vacuum cleaners. You know, we all live different lives. So I can't tell you how often to vacuum, but I can tell you that you're probably not vacuuming as often as you should be. So try maybe doubling the number of times a week, a month, however often it is that you're vacuuming and see how that does for you. Um, And then tweet at me and tell me about it. Um, Okay. A couple of things about the robot vax um, in terms of the kinds of people it really works for, the people that that really like it. This is is from the wire cutter and I agree with them. they basically say there are, there are sort of three three sets of people who really like the robot vacuums. One, people who like gadgets. And that's fine. Like, if if you like gadgets and you like machines, like, by all means, like what you like. Um, if you spend a lot of time outside the home, um, having a robot vac can be very convenient because you can program it or you can control it via a remote app, and that's great. Um, also, great for people who are extra picky about their floors. Because, um, again, you can run it three, four, five, six, seven times a week. You run it 14 times a week. If you're running your robot back 14 times a week, I'd like to hear from you. There who, are... who don't you want to hear from at this point? I want to hear from everybody, actually. I like hearing from people. I mean, this podcast wouldn't exist without it. Right. Exactly. So there you go. Um, okay. Here are uh, the, the, the drawbacks. Uh, one, it, uh, robot backs cannot climb stairs just yet. Uh, so if you live in a home with a lot of stairs... Robot Vax may not be for you. The day the robots climb the stairs is the day I move to the middle of Montana <laughs> into a bunker because the end is not. It's like that the robot that could open the door. Yeah, once that, that terrifying... becomes once that becomes uh, regular, then that's it. We're all done. Yeah, 
because they're going to turn the suction on us. <laughs> powerful suction. They're going to powerfully suck us <laughs> out of existence. Um, okay, so that that's one big drawback. Um, the second drawback is they need a lot of maintenance. So, um, you know, we talked about cleaning vacuums in the first segment. When it comes to robot vacs, you're going to have to clean that thing pretty often. And it is a dirty job. It's not only emptying the canister um, and, and keeping the exterior clean, but they have these little, like, sensors that are kind of frond-like. That's what Christine gets up on me with. Christine rotates his little fronds, like, all over my toesies. It's very weird. That's that's a little strange. It's very weird. But you do have to clean the sensors. But you have to clean the sensors. A lot of times, hair gets tangled in them. That means you're going to be getting out your, like, your little, like, nail scissors and clipping hair away. There, there is a lot of maintenance involved. Um, one other big thing, and this is, you know, I mean, this is true in a lot of homes, but especially homes that have um, little kids, is that your floors need to be clear uh, of the kids, first and foremost, um, but of their stuff. Um, so, you know, if you have, and this is totally normal, but like if you have a dog or if you have a toddler, there are probably toys strewn all over even the tidiest homes. Um just because that's the nature of dogs and toddlers. They mm. they, they, they strew toys. Our, our floor is a graveyard of torn up, half-chewed toys and yeah. the stuffing that used to be inside of them. Right. And you're compulsive about picking things up. I know this because I know you. But, like, that is still the way that it is because you have a dog. Like, that's that's life. Um, another big one that comes into play um, <clears throat> with the robot vacs are cords. So, yeah. like, if you have a lot of cords, you want to be really careful about getting those wrapped up with cord covers um, or cord ties and up off the floor because the robot will go for them. I know this because Christine goes for them. I have, like, a whole system. I have to, like, I have to do so much. Pr- I have to, like, clean for the maid kind of thing before I run Christine, you know? See, this is this is what I ran into with my robot vacuum experience. Yeah. Which I don't know if you want me to get into I now. Do want you, I do want you to get into it. I'm going to give the last drawback. Okay. Um, and then I, wanna, I want you to tell us about... Um, your experience. Because I actually don't really know. I know Fisher just didn't like it, but I know that there's also more to that. There is more. The story is... Okay. okay. Well, it's so not the very la- deep, but okay. there's a story. The, la- the, la- the last drawback is um, if you have pets, um, <clears throat> there are sort of two issues. One, there's the dog shit issue that I've already talked about. That is real. That happens. Um, the other thing is that a lot of times dogs and cats to some extent, but, but a little bit less so, dogs in particular, are really scared of the robot vacs. And... And I don't know about you guys, but like I don't want you scaring your dogs. I will note that I Fisher like the dogs. Fisher does not get scared of much. As far as we can tell, the only things he's scared of are babies, yes. someone knocking on the door, <laughs> and there was one time when I was walking him down the street and he started barking wildly at a suitcase. <laughs> and I, I to this day I have no idea why. He probably I, like had an incident with I a ha- suitcase in a past I life. I had to drag him by oh. it because he would not go anywhere near it. Oh, so fish. Um but I will note that when we so And uh, he's this, not scared of the Dyson. He's not all. scared of the Dyson. Doesn't, it does not bother him. Yeah. He will move out of its way and occasionally get away from it because I think not even so much the noise, I think just because it blows air out of the back mm. and so random gust of air the is just not suction. It's not something his tiny brain understands. Yeah. Uh, I will note that with the robot vac that we used, that he didn't bark at it, and he wasn't necessarily scared of it, but okay. he certainly stayed away from it with his tail down and just kind of kept Aww. trying to get away from it. Aww. Which, you know, in an apartment like ours, that it's not it's not huge. There's nowhere really for him to hide because right. the robot comes for him. Right. So should I just get into my robot vacuum? Yes, okay. You should. So well, I actually wait before I do that. I want to I want to give one other um, pro that I found in my own life that the. Um, the wire cutter didn't go into, but I want to say that I, this is, this is to me the biggest value, um, of the robot vac, which is that it makes it very easy to, uh, vacuum under beds and furniture. Yes, that is true. Yeah. I will, I will, but I will, <clears throat> should I give the brand of the vacuum I bought or is that, yeah. okay. Yeah. No, no, no. We can definitely do that. And then, and then before we wrap up, I'm going to give you guys the, um, the model numbers of the wire cutters picks. I have a Ufi. I've already forgotten what the rest of it is. A okay. Ufi RoboVac something or another. Okay. Um, I got it because it was on sale on Amazon. Yep. Um, found that through, I think, Kinja Deals, Kinja Deals, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, it was deeply discounted, so Lindsay and I figured, why not? Because we vacuum at least once a day. Can I ask how much you spent on it? Uh, under 200 It was Oh, that's a good deal. 180 yeah. I want to say. Okay. So we figured, why not? Like, we have, you know, 
we don't have rugs, so that was because we we knew that rugs are something that those things don't deal with too well sometimes, especially if your rugs are thick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just have the hardwood floors, and we figured since we were vacuuming one two times a day, sometimes more than that, yeah, it'd be nice to have, especially because the problem we run into is. When we wake up in the morning, somehow all the hair got together at night and had a conference and decided they were just going to bundle together and distribute themselves across the floor. So my thinking was it sure would be great in the morning if when we're walking fish, we just turn the vacuum on, let it run, and when we come back, the floors are clean. Wonderful. We got the vacuum. The sensors don't, did not work. Okay. This was, this is a non-Wi-Fi model, so there's no, it can't learn Okay. It can't map the room. It can't learn. All it can go on is the little infrared sensors it has in its front, which did not seem to work. I cleaned them multiple times, but it just kept smacking into stuff. Okay. Chair legs, table legs, walls, my leg. <laughs> I, I literally spent five solid minutes sticking my foot in front of it to see if it would run into it. And every now and then it would just bounce off. And I was like, okay, you're just a dumb robot. You That's... should come over and meet Christine sometime. So, and I, I want to note here that the, the good people at Eufy were very, very you know, helpful and nice about the whole thing and said, well, that shouldn't be happening. Just, you know, send it back and we'll, you know, we'll refund it. I've yet to send it back. Unfortunately, I just have to find a box to do it. Okay. But that's neither here nor there. Okay. But I will note that my particular issues with the robot back We can see if we have boxes here, by the way. Oh, good. We should do that. Problem solved. Yeah. Although Um, you already have to bring home this. That's okay. I can empty box, no problem. But I will say that my particular issues ran uh, into, number one, the pet issue. Obviously, I don't want to scare my dog every time we do this. Yeah. Two, it can clean up pet hair, and I know there are models that are specifically designed for pet hair, but even with that, you know, flipping it over, you know, to check out the, the brushes on the bottom and everything was just a pet hair nightmare. I mean, mm-hmm. they do give you a nice little cutting tool that you can just kind of slide along to cut away hair, but that's right. still an extra step I don't have to do when I use our Dyson. Right. You know, because that, that doesn't seem to have any problem right. with hair. And then also tangled. it's like kind of defeats the purpose of the robot vac, which is what it's supposed to be like hands off and no work for you. So. Right, and just end up being more work cleaning. And then, like you said, there was also the pre-cleaning. We have, obviously, you know, power chargers and cables and whatnot in our apartment because that is just the life of... That is the nature of life in the 21st century. Yeah. Uh, we have to... we had to, I had to try to stow as many of those away as I can. And to some degree, that's not really all that easy or possible because... They're you know, plugged in. They're and plugged they're, in and yeah. you're using them in some cases, right. you know. Um, we had to get... Fisher's toys off the floor, which if I'm vacuuming, I can just kind of knock those aside with the vacuum or just kind of ignore them. Or like them. kick them with your foot, yeah, like out of the way. Or... I don't want the robot running into them. We have, and granted, I know the robot should not have been running into table chairs and legs, but if you have, we have a dining room table, or I guess just, we don't have a dining room, we just have a table that we use for food, mm-hmm. um, with four chairs. There is not a whole lot of space between the chairs, between the chairs themselves, between the chairs and the table. The robot can't get in there, and a lot of hair tends to collect in there. So at that point, right. then I need to go and get my vacuum anyway to clean that up. Right. Or I need to remove all the chairs somehow. Right. And it's it just, just all these things just start to pile up. And then, like, the one, and I will note, the one significant advantage was it got really under the couch, and it got everything out of there. And I did appreciate that. But, and, and maybe this also affected the model, too, that since it was not a smart one and couldn't learn the contours of the room and everything, it just kept, and granted, you know, it should not have been running into stuff. I also couldn't get it to leave the living room and go into the bedroom, <laughs> which uh, there's a, there's a good off color joke somewhere. I, I, in there I know. I, I was like, I just tell I couldn't that seal that's... the deal with my robot vacuum. <laughs> that's where the magic happens. Like but, I don't know. <laughs> and, and again, I, I understand that you know if you don't have a essentially Wi-Fi enabled smart model robot vac, it will kind of just that's. And I also found its cleaning pattern was nowhere near efficient. It would just no. go over the same, same spots spot over, and over, over and over and over again. It would turn off. To, it would be going in a straight line. And I was thinking, yes, yes, yes. And then all of a sudden it veers off into another direction. You're like, where are you even going? Uh, this Yuffie came with a remote control that mm-hmm. you can use to turn it on everything. You can also use to guide it. And I just found myself sitting there guiding it like a really slow, stupid uh, remote control car. Okay. At which point I was like, this is, this is the worst this video is the, game in the this world. This is the least inefficient thing in the world. Yeah. I could have vacuumed three times by now. Right. This isn't... I, mean, I will say the charge seemed like it was good, though. It okay. seemed like it could run for a while, okay. which That's is good. nice. That's we ran nothing. it for like half an hour to see how it worked, and it showed no problems, but... It's not nothing. And I also will note that, because, like like you, New York apartment, not a huge apartment, yeah. really didn't feel like it was saving us all that much time, because when I vacuum, it takes me all of 20 minutes to get the entire apartment. Right. So, if you... I would say if you have, like, a house, which is... a not a thing that exists in New York. We all <laughs> yeah. live we all live in rat hovels and tombs. Right. With a lot of rooms and the robot knows it can go from room to room and you don't necessarily mind that it might take forever to do one section or another and you know, you don't have 
a lot of furniture cluttered into one space, great. If you have a lot of furniture, if you have a small space, it's probably not worth it. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, With that said, um, I mean, look, we should also say in defense of the robots. Don't defend the robots because they won't have any mercy for us when the time comes. Oh, I know. This is true. Um, Well, the, you know, there. The technology is getting better and better. I mean, it is, and I, I will note too, and I, I don't know if it's still a sale for it right now. When does this podcast come out? Next week. Yeah, next Tuesday. So by the time by the time people are listening, to this may not exist, but I know that there's currently another Ufi on sale on Amazon. Like usual, MSRP is like six hundred dollars on sale for like two hundred. Oh wow! One of the, and it's one of their pet hair specific ones, which okay. I've I've actually been for as much as my like travails with the first robot vacuum have maybe soured me on it. I've been. I've had the tab open for that for like forty eight hours and just keep eyeing it and thinking maybe maybe. But either way, I will note that. And Why don't you call the Yuffie people and ask if you can exchange the one that's not working for the pet hair one? Well, the thing is, I already got the money back from Amazon because they told oh, me okay, they told okay. me Amazon would do the return faster. And then be like, and I'm also the co-host of this podcast about cleaning. <laughs> Give me things. <laughs> Give me things. Um, um, but I will note that there also do, do seem to be those vacuums do seem to go on sale a decent amount, and especially I know we're still a billion miles away from it. But when Black Friday comes around, yeah. They're gonna they're gonna, they're gonna, gonna throw like, a million yeah, of those. They're gonna be here. like free. So um okay. So um all right. This episode has gone long. I'm gonna make a command decision. I was gonna try to do some stuff about um hardwood floors, not non vacuuming um of hardwood floors and tile. I'm gonna save that for next week because next week we're gonna do bathroom stuff. Ooh. So yeah, get excited. It's gonna be real gross. Um it's gonna be disgusting. Um so we'll talk about tile and I will um Briefly touch on hardwood um, in next week. Well, hard think you have a whole week to prepare hardwood jokes. <laughs> I literally almost said phrasing before realizing it was just beyond the point. Um, but before we wrap this up, let me give you guys the wire cutters picks for robot vacuums. They have two picks. Their first pick is actually a two hundred dollar pick. Their t- literally their top pick is a total budget friendly. Two hundred dollar uh, Ecovax is the brand name, and the model is Dbot D E E B O T N seventy nine. So close. There, I wait until you hear the next one. <laughs> I threw a fit last night. I was like, I let out. I was I was doing my show notes and research um, at like one of my neighborhood bars, and um, I just like let out like the loudest pissiest sigh. <laughs> mad <laughs> i hope that the i hope the bartender took that as a sign and just came over with a giant glass of chardonnay or yeah. something i already had the giant glass of chardonnay um the other pick that they have um is the roomba 960 Aww. i was like really? the, D7, the d79 and the, the 960. 960 i was like it was right there don't you know about this weird little cleaning show that loves the number 69 um so yeah the Roomba 960 I think actually the Roomba 960 is the one that I have that's like that's like a $900 vacuum it's crazy but it but it's got I mean of all the robot vacs it's like the top of the line robot vac um but the Ecovacs one is actually their top pick $200 if you if you feel like experimenting with a robot vac um I would say try that out the price point isn't going to break the bank um and I hope you'll be happy with it. I think if the wire cutter likes it, that's about as good an endorsement as you're going to get. So um, next week when we talk about bathroom stuff and tile, I am also going to talk about the Brava uh, mopping jet, which is the iRobot little robot mop. That is great. That's 200 bucks. That thing is great. I would recommend that for everybody. So I'm going to talk about that like a lot more next week. Um just so we can continue the, the robotic fun. But for now, we got to sign off because we got to go eat some peeps. <sighs> <laughs> we got we to gotta make a peep about peeps. I'm going to have to go straight um, from this to the dentist. <laughs> and we have to talk about poor Fisher. Oh, and you know what? Actually, John, also, surprise, we have to talk about um, slathering your entire body in Vaseline. Ah, uh, yes, the Kevin Kiermeyer. Yes. Um, I told Lindsay I was going to spring that on you. I was like, I'm just trying to play to his interests, you know. Which is men covered in Vaseline. <laughs> Baseball and vacuum cleaners. 
Um, all right, you guys, that'll do it for this episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. If you like what you heard today, please consider becoming a patron by going to patreon.com slash person and selecting one of the amazing rewards we're offering to our listeners. We would also love it if you would subscribe on Acast or iTunes, leave a rating, and tell your pals about this weird little cleaning show that you love so much. And of course, thanks to you, our listeners, for joining us for another episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. <laughs> 